Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 209. We had a time. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars. What is going on, Purple Pants Posse? I feel like it has been a month of Sundays since the last time. I had to be able to check in with you guys in this format. So I am so happy to be, I feel like, home uh, recording and talking to my posse. You know, your baby boy took some time. I went to Italy and baby, baby, baby boy probably put on, I'd say, seven, eight, nine pounds of just straight pasta and wine and gelati. Uh, Italy was so amazing. I was in five different cities. I went to Milan. So much fun. 
I was in Venice with the gondolas. Oh, my God. I stayed right off of the canal in the morning. I could hear the the gondolas four o'clock in the morning talking to each other like, excuse me, I'm on vacation. Got to get some sleep. I went to Florence. We were in Rome. I was in Pisa. It was just truly an amazing trip. And, you know, baby boy was like, I'm going to pack light. All I brought was a backpack and a little carry on to get me through. And surprisingly enough, I didn't even wear half the clothes that I brought and I significantly did not bring a lot of clothes because it ended up being like 75 degrees 80 in Italy and I'm so happy I brought shorts I had just brought these like the last minute I just threw a pair of shorts in and I'm so happy that I did because you know I was trying to get very much like you know Italy grown and sexy little some pants some shoes little shirts and baby I thought I was going into the winter time but it was very much warm so it was so much fun like I cannot wait to go back to Italy I want to do more of the coast next time I go. But if you've not gone, please go. Okay. The pasta was so good. Ooh, the service, uh, just friendly. And I, we met a couple of people from the States along the way. It was like so much fun. So I truly had a great time. I landed from Italy had to drive right down to D.C. for the RHAP event for the Bryson Wynn after party. And oh, my God, it was so much fun. So many of the posse. <sighs> First of all, I just love my Purple Pants posse. There was just so many people coming up to me, speaking to me. And there was this one person that was just like, you know, I know how you get when people tell you stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, my purple pants posse knows me. But he was like, listen, Bryce, I just want to let you know, I listen to every episode and I appreciate everything that you do. And I just uh, you guys just pour into me so much. And it's just like, again, seeing familiar faces, seeing new faces, seeing Robert, seeing all of the amazing survivors that were there uh, was just so much fun. And then, you know, got back to Philly, had to get myself together, had to get to work. Ooh, if you ever go on vacation for an extended period of time and you just have anxiety about your work emails, baby, I came back to 432 emails. I said, well, listen, y'all, right, listen, they ain't getting checked all this week. I will go through about 20 emails a day. Uh, and then just getting myself together. Then we headed to Boston. Oh, listen, 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 listen. I didn't know the Purple Pants Posse rolled so deep in Boston. We were in Boston. Uh, and again, there was just one point in time at the watch party where, you know, we give away prizes and, and Wendell is looking for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm down talking with my posse. So we run upstairs and, you know, we asked the Purple Pants Posse in the building. And, baby, y'all showed out. It was just really a great time, a great episode. So many amazing former survivors. There was Swatsy. There was James from Ghost island jeremy collins val collins there was aaron meredith there was jamal there was kevin from big brother there was brent from big brother there was big d from big brother there was so many people i feel like i'm missing some people there was a lot of you know little surprises so if you know you know but it truly was just such a great time and again you know, me and when DZ didn't fight because normally when we, you know, setting up for parties, we always just butt heads because that's just what we do. We fight. It was just like a great time. The staff at the greatest bar ever was so accommodating. Uh, we did a podcast earlier in the day and it was just uh, called Doing the Most and that's going to be coming out soon. So I'll make sure I let the posse know to check it out. But it was just really just such a great time. And just like, you know, sometimes when you are in the midst of being just so tired and there's just so many things going on and you're like, how? do you find the energy to do it is truly truly the purple pants posse because listen let me just tell y'all the baby boy is tired this weekend 
I stayed in the house. I didn't listen. I wasn't answering nobody's phone calls. I wasn't listening. I watched me some Lindsay Lohan movies. I got caught up on my housewives. I got caught up on all the things I need to do. But I just like really just had to take some time to myself because, you know, at times I can overextend myself and I can do a lot. Uh, but again, when I meet the posse and we talk and you guys know so much about me and you guys are sharing your your personal stories. And I know it's like so crazy to be having these like deep conversations amongst a lot of people, but it's like we have that connection. And it's truly the reason why I do everything that I do is because of the purple can't purple pants posse and I can't thank you guys enough but listen baby boy was tired and I just you know had to take a second for myself but again I'm really excited uh, for this week's episode I'm excited to be back talking to the posse I felt like it has been so long Um, so we have a really great episode for you this week so let me give you the rundown we've got the church announcements after the church announcements Jatia Hart Taylor is back with me and we are discussing Real Housewives of Potomac season 7 we're going through a couple of episodes that we've missed and then the queen of amazing race the winner of season 29 miss brooke cam high first of all she got an announcement for the posse oh and we are covering episodes six seven and eight okay then we've got barb's message and we got the freak of the week so listen we back like we never left because listen we had a time okay so let's get into these church announcements What's up, what's up, what's up, R-Hat? It's your baby boys, Bryce and Wen. And this is Bryce and Wen present. Why always gotta be so awkward? Okay, anyway, I've been enjoying Survivor 43. I love this cast. We got Carla, our boy James. We got the ridiculous Cody. Oh, Wen, Sammy, the Alligator. Well, the Bryce-a-Gator, Wendeezy, and Jack Atkins cover Survivor every week on the Purple Pants podcast, Survivor News. Did you just say Bryce-a-Gator? <laughs> Okay, we just want to express our appreciation for you, the RHAP listener. Yes, thank you so much for your continued support for the baby boys over the years. Just wanted to remind everyone that we have two dates left for our Bryce and Wen Present Survivor 43 Watch Party Tour. Let's give the listeners a discount when... Yes, yes, Bryce Gator. We'll be in D.C. on December 7th and Los Angeles for the finale on December 14th. Use promo code RHAP10, that is RHAP10, for a $10 discount on all tickets. Make sure you head over to the Bryce and Wynn Present Instagram and Bryce and Wynn Twitter. Give us a follow. Click the link in our bio for the tickets. Thank y'all so, so much. We will see you soon. It's a man who, it's a man you Beating potatoes like we cooking up a great stew It's a man who, it's a man you Beating potatoes like we cooking up a great stew And we are back this week. Okay, listen, we took a couple weeks off covering the Real Housewives of Potomac, Season 7, Episode 6. And the doctor, the nuclear engineer, the STEM queen, Dr. Jatia Hart-Taylor, is back on duty yes, with us. the star of Survivor Season 28 is back to join you. And we're up close. 
Oh, okay. We are up close, girl. I know what I would name your room. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the room name was cute, but let's not jump ahead. Let's not jump ahead. I mean, so listen, we've missed a lot, but I'm hoping that the Purple Pants Posse is following along because we are picking right back up on episode six. Uh, They leave off at the burn table. Right. So the burn session is over. Um, That little weak ass... um, taking responsibility i take responsibility for what so that well i mean so like let's just back up okay because i believe season five it was or season six you was team zen win so it's like hard for me i said i wanted to like her hard for me to like i I think check the tape i don't think i really said it i said i wanted to like her Uh, but she, I don't know, the burn session, it just seemed like, it seemed disingenuous and it seemed like she wanted to try to smooth things over because she was too far on the outs. So she had to bring it back so that she can continue to tape with the other ladies. That's what it seemed like to me. Okay. So I'm curious to know what your take on Robin was being like, I'm oil, you're vinegar, we ain't gonna mix, burn that. Well, she was right. She said oil and water since she since the professor always want to correct people like talking about the tip, the tip at the top. Mm. The tip can go top, bottom, side, side. Anyway, um, so I mean, I thought it was just like a rough ploy. She didn't address anything and it was just disingenuous. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of petty of Robin to start yelling or whatever, because that weakens her point in the argument. I think Wendy was very calculated and not yelling, even though she was, you know, being passive aggressive by not actually addressing the things that she said and she did. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was unexpected for Robin to do that. But But see, I just I feel like if you know somebody talks boisterous like you know i'm a boisterous talker it don't mean that i'm yelling for you to be like like it's you know a little whatever but listen that patronizing yes yeah that was that was episode five though the real meat and potatoes at this burn table was ashley and candace now i Mm. first of all i have no sides Mm-hmm. Or I had what what they say. I got no mule in this fight. I got no tail in this wagon. Um, I got no dog in this fight. No dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. However, you know, Ashley was saying that, you know, her good, good girlfriend, Deborah, that we seen Ashley filming with oh, episode one or two, uh, said that Chris. Now, also, I felt like the story kind of jumped around a lot. Well, okay, so I don't think it was anything wrong with him replying to her story. No, no, baby, baby, baby. We passed that. We are specifically talking Talking about the dressing room. No, girl, we're talking about the burn table where Ashley brought up that she said her friend Deborah felt like Chris was pushing up on her. Now, that's all that Ashley said. Mia chimed in and said, oh, I saw him looking at her as well. However, later in the episode, we get to hear a little bit more information. But at this moment, Ashley brings this to Candace. And, you know, of course, Candace goes deep space. Yeah. And it's goes like, straight off the do- deep end. You so couldn't it's- call me. You <laughs> couldn't text me. And- Candace was never going to receive this in a positive way. 
And then she tries to say, like, well, I called you. I let you know. Yeah, girl, you let Ashley know on camera. And you went to Giselle first when Michael was trying to take a girl home and one of your friends. Like, you did that on camera, sister girl. Yes. Um, she was never like, Candace cannot accept criticism. Um, actually, Ashley is great at this. That when somebody tells her something about Michael, she basically is like, okay, and keeps it moving. Because the whole point is like, okay, say what you got to say. But like, if you get all upset about it, like if you know your husband ain't do it and you know it's BS, then keep it moving. Or if you know your husband do it and it ain't new news, if it's not new news to you, then keep it moving. This is what I will say about Ashley. Although I felt like season two uh, with Ashley when she was coming after Robin, attacking her marriage with Juan. I didn't like that. But the thing that I will give to Ashley is that she dishes it and she absolutely can take it. Uh, like, absolutely. She doesn't she run. Because there's yeah. always something being It's always something with Michael Darby. But she doesn't run from it. Um, and so, needless to say, they didn't get anywhere with that. And as the girls are leaving out, you know, child Giselle is outside and Candace is, you know, with Wait, her. Wait, are we not going to talk about what Candace said about Michael? Uh, well, I mean. Yeah, that was wasn't that at the burn session. That that was at the burn session. Okay, don't skip that part. Sorry, what yes. what, did, what did Candace say that Michael does with somebody that? So is... Candace says that she her friend beep, um, that Michael has the performs fellatio beep. on beep. Mm. Yes. So and she couldn't wait to drag that little nugget out, even though it was years old. Um, she, you know, was trying to aim for the jugular and her and it shocked. It it landed. Um, at least f- with it landed with Karen. <gasps> right. But see, this is my thing about Candace is that like so you have an issue with these women, like you say like this there's just so one, like she brought up something from so long ago. And right, but and what does Michael have to do with this? Like what like you keep saying, like, and Chris looks at you ladies like, what has Michael actually done to you though, Candace? Uh look, this is the thing. Candace does not know how to handle information that she does not like. So when she is confronted with information she does not like, she lashes out. Hurt people hurt people. Very dotty. Like Dottie was hurt, I, and then what? Somebody got slapped upside the head with, <laughs> with a purse. Exactly. So, So, I mean, she repeats the behaviors that her mom shows. It seems like, you know, and we all do these kind of things. I mean, I don't slap people with purses, but, you know, my mom ain't slapping me with a purse. I got other things. But um, and then the whole thing, Mia conveniently finds time to bring up the whole Michael dressing room thing. Don't you remember that? That was the end of the burn session. So that was also brought up. So in episode six, um, Candace tries to address Giselle um, in a private conversation. And I mean, and basically says that, you know, like she's the reason why people can't report. And, and I was like, where are you going with this? Where logic? are you going with this? Because it's like, here's the thing. Like, she's not refuting anything that Michael is saying about the and, Again, if you remember what Giselle said to her originally, you know, Giselle said like, yeah, we can go back to my dressing room. Giselle said that she thought that her makeup team and wardrobe team were there. I mean, the the whole point is, again, Candace can't take information 
Giselle didn't say your husband pushed up on me. Right. He said, I felt uncomfortable. Uncomfort- this is an uncomfortable situation I didn't want to be in. And my thing is like, she's saying like, yeah, I didn't say anything at the time. And like, again, like most women who have been in uncomfortable situations don't. However, hearing Ashley say something about her friend, she was like, and People can say whatever they want to say. I don't feel like Giselle is doing this to drag Chris. I really feel I like know. She, I think that actually um, she's like, get, is get, making more out of it. She just needs to let it go. If she if somebody said, oh, your husband, you know, I was in a room uh, with him and I felt uncomfortable. So I asked him to go out and we went out. I'd be like, cool. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, so what are we having for lunch? I mean, like, you keep perpetuating this. She didn't say he did it on purpose. You can't change how that woman feel. Right. And again, she's not like, a t- like, and we know Giselle can attack people. She could like, she's not going dirty. She's just saying, this is how I felt. And it's like, that's the thing that's like taking me out. And it's like, Candace with the... <gasps> Yeah, she needs to like, just, she's just being dramatic. I don't actually think that... Candace is doing it on purpose. I just think that she is. Um, I'm just going to put it bluntly, stupid. So well, I don't. I, I, and 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 like stupid and not knowing how to handle her emotions. Well, not knowing how to make an argument. Taking these grand leaps to say that Giselle is is hurting women writ large. I'm like, girl, calm down and goodbye. Goodbyes. Have a seat. Like has Monique she, not she talked to anything? She definitely gets the half of you crazy award for me for this episode for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, and again, I like Candace. I, you know, I'm waiting for the deep, uh, the deep space re-release. But it's mm, like, girl, uh, you're giving a lot. Uh, but so finally, so right? but wait, but wait, wait, wait before wait. you wrap this okay. up. So then, you know, Robin is already at the sprinter. <laughs> The Uber are still 30 minutes away. So she's been sitting there. So she's been sitting there. And so what I find interesting is that like when Karen arrives to the sprinter, she's like, yeah, just a mess. Uh, Ashley's saying uh, Chris is pushing up on somebody. And then when like Giselle arrives, Giselle is like, yeah, Ashley talk about, you know, Chris was grabbing on her booty. Now I'm like, now. Hold on. Like, did they edit some stuff out? Because again, like. What we saw was that can't like uh, Ashley just said that like he was looking at the friend. Mia confirmed it when Karen walked into the thing. Karen said that like Chris was pushing up on somebody. I'm like, okay, well, pushing up and looking is two different things. But okay, that's new information. And now when Giselle got in there and she said it in front of everybody, and I didn't hear Karen or anybody object, was basically saying that like Chris was on somebody's booty. Well, I I did not. You're right. Maybe they did edit something out. I don't know. But the point is, is that the reason this is still being perpetuated is because little mama keep trying to go off on people. She just need to let it go. She need to let it go. You need to get if he don't want to love you the right way. He ain't going to. I'm going to satisfy he where. OK, but listen. OK, I was and, I was I was with you. Here's a little lesson. Little Kim, don't stress him. Kick him off straight to the curve like Beckham. Broke up with my ex. He was her. OK, anyway, uh, Ash, girl, let the people rest, girl, not not too, not girl, too musical interludes in one, girl, in not, one too, not, one not too much on Kimberly. OK, not too much on Kimberly. I, I, look, I'm, me loves Kimberly, uh, Kimberly, me don't love you singing Kimberly. OK, so. well, listen, I wasn't singing. I was performing. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anyway, girl. Okay, you know what? Uh, so... Girl, we you in the basement. Let's get you, to Shasha. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. Well, wait. Are we, we're not at Shasha yet. We are at, first of all, are are you even a Shasha fan? Because I am a, like, I feel like you used to be hanging with Shasha. I am not a Shasha fan. I am. Um, And I was also not a fan of her makeup look with the pink <laughs> eyeshadow. I was like, ooh, the blend. Um, The blend was just off. Her glam was not popping. In that little sit down. Well, I, I, I mean, she doesn't have that many sit downs. Because <laughs> she's not a cast member. And and this is exactly no, my point. No, like, no, Mia no. is talking about, oh, I love Shasha. But Shasha is not bringing the Shasha that I, Mia knows to the show. And this yeah. is exactly my anyway, point. Anyway, keeping with the menu rolling, Ashley meets with a lawyer. Oh, yes. Now, I was like really confused about this because it's like... I'm so glad she met with a lawyer because she she looked like she's going to get molly whopped in court if she tries to like... Wh- why would you negotiate a divorce on a deal that your husband just sends you? She don't know if she's going to negotiate a divorce on the back of a napkin and on the other side, maybe the LLC is written. And, and tried, did like, you make an offer on the house or didn't you? Like, I'm confused. Yes. And then now he often, where was he? Bahamas someplace? Somewhere. It was given romantic. I, so like, I don't know. I just want her to, to get out. I am and, glad to hear that the prenup terms are in her favor now. Um, just a month before she files divorce. Mm. Let's see how that happens. Mm. Um, mm. That now everything is community property. So she gets half, which I like. Mm. Um so she ain't all she ain't all crazy. Oh and no, we know. Well, again, like, and I also thought when they were pulling up a lot of the tweets when she was at the thing, it was like how convenient. Like they're divorcing right at the time of like whatever the arrangement was that they made a couple of years ago when she were when she signed the new prenup with Michael, basically saying that she, she would have to at least be married to him like six years. So. It was it was eight years, and it was a sunset clause, basically. Like if they got divorced before. 
um, this time period, then that he would keep all of his assets. But now, because it's after that, now everything is community property. So, mm. I mean, look, she held on as, as long as she had to hold on. So I ain't mad at it. Um, I do think she is stalling. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess the. I guess divorce is hard for anybody. Um, well, so know, maybe that's word. why she's stalling. But I mean, girl, go word, ahead and do it. A word on the block is she met somebody from below the deck at BravoCon and that's her new bae. Uh, But, you know, mm. this was before they filmed it. But also like when she was talking to the lawyer, it was like, were her and Michael swingers? Like the way the, the yes. lifestyle of what they were describing. Re- yes. Don't you remember? Basically, she said that she was bisexual or, or not swingers, but they used to do threesomes, I guess, with a woman. And I mean, she said this before the earlier thing, but what's so interesting is that when she drops bombs like this, she just says it and moves on Mm -hmm. instead of like making big drama. So she I mean, she has had a ton of drama and she kind of just be like, yeah, okay." I mean, and then everybody else got to move on because she's just not entertaining a foolishness, which is the way to do it. Exactly. Exactly. She minimizes. And that's I think what frustrates her with people is that like, you know, people be like, well, girl, you're you talk about our beds are dirty. Your bed's not made either. But it's like she owns it in a way and then like minimizes it and doesn't really like right. elaborate. She's, she's actually really good at that. And um, I think the difference between her and Giselle is Giselle just don't talk about it at all. She actually addresses it and be like, OK, yeah. And 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 then nobody else has to say anything. And then, you know, um, What's her name? Little Mama. I, I don't know why I keep forgetting her name. Candace blows up about, I don't know, a fork or something. <laughs> she so. was she was wielding a knife at Ashley one season. But uh, oh, get out of here. So Mia meets up with her girlfriend and Shasha. And I'm like, well, when did Shasha and Mia become friends? But Oh, Mia loves Shasha. Don't you know? She loves Shasha. First of all, I do love Sharice. First of all, I love her son. He's a pro, like a college basketball player. What they got to do I with mean, her being on the show? So I, this is the thing. Like, I think that she in real life is probably really, really uh, cool. And But the Sharice in real life is not Shasha that come to the show. Well, I, like, I don't think so. I, I think I, I disagree because I really like because listen, what, Shasha, what has she done that was amazing on the show? Shasha is the the real Grand Dama Potomac. How? Um, How? I, I had mean, she listen, had a fabulous party on the show? She had. had did, were you not at her birthday party where we met Shasha? Mm-mm. Come on, girl. I watch no. all the seasons. I have like, watched all the seasons, too. All I remember is her broke down champagne room, which was like oh, an office off the oh, foyer. Oh, thank you. Listen, girl. When she had her breast surgery, did she have a party and name them Happy and Ness? No, she did not. Listen, she's Has just she a friend of the show. So she about uh, the she dudes planned she trips. She she uh, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, she's the one that dropped that bomb on Karen. Uh, she planned trips with Karen before. She had amazing no. rooms. No, listen, Shasha that is was, that girl. Okay, now I think Shasha can plan a bomb a trip. But like I'm saying, Shasha just not giving on the show. I'm sure because she's Shasha, a friend of the look, show, so she doesn't have the time. She wasn't expecting. She wasn't a friend of the show. Them. That's why I mean, she don't. So talk you about want her Shasha or you want Katie? I want Shasha. Okay, but I want the real. I want Shasha. I don't want Sharice with two R's and two S's. You know, I want Shasha, but Shasha don't be trying to bring what Shasha got. Well, That's I feel what like I'm saying. Like I, I think Shasha actually has more than any of them. But she don't bring it to the show. 
Well, I mean, I don't know what she has after the divorce, but what is very evident is that uh, Sharice and Karen used to be friends, and it is very clear that Karen does not want uh, Shasha around, and I really feel like how hype Robin is to have Shasha around. I really feel like Robin advocated to have Shasha around. I think everybody wanted Shasha around. And also, I think Karen was kind of running away with the Grand Dame. Like, really, there was nobody to challenge her on that. And I mean, I think Shasha would be a good addition, but Shasha needed, Shasha got to get a storyline. That's what no, I mean, it's hard to have a storyline when you're a friend of the show. You just like, you know, uh, but listen, we saw La Scala the first I was episode. Say, La Scala would have a, a storyline. <laughs> and we ain't seen her since. We see Shasha back and forth. But anyway, Mia wants to plan this Miami trip. And I already know. I'm like, oh, I like Mia, but like, I just, I don't be trusting her. So, um, mm, messy Mia. So she's planning this Miami trip. We also see that Wendy is still in school. She's working on a bar or working on a restaurant. She's still teaching. No, she gave up the restaurant because she uh, she has to deal with the things that are on her plate. Okay, because where the candles at? Right, the, and her husband is reeling her in. Um, I want her to. I really want her to like hire a branding person so she could figure out what her brand is and stick to it because she's all over the place. Mm. But that's your girl. No. Okay. Then allegedly, uh, then Giselle went shopping. First of all, Giselle's little outfit that she had on, she went shopping with the little bidet on and the thing. I said, okay, stylist. Bidet? Beret? Not a bidet. Beret. Okay. All right. I was about to say she had a bidet on her head. Okay. And also, mean? while we're at bidets, you know, when I was in Italy, they had mm-hmm. them. I don't understand, like, the point of them. It's to clean your butt. But like you can just use toilet paper. But the water, that's the thing. It's like the water between the cheeks. I just but I just feel like, yeah, because I was having issues with that because I'm just like, I don't know what I because I'm like, I don't know how we got here, but we're here. I don't know why I thought like people used bidets as like enemas so i was like (laughs) no i know no no okay whoever i'm gonna call the hotel that you stayed at the the couple of hotels that you stayed i just always thought that no i didn't touch it but i just like i thought in my mind that it could like do both but then like when i was actually like oh did you think in your mind or did you think in your actions no i no, i I did not think of my actions but like you know there was one day that i was like oh my god let's use the and then I was just like, I couldn't figure out, like, mm-hmm. what's the point of it? Yeah, it's to clean your booty hole and your booty cheeks, you know. I mean, but it's I just, like it's yeah. basically like it helps you. It's like, you know, then you use the tissue as a wet wipe. I mean, it's not just. But then the like, tissue would get wet. Like, I don't know. So anyway, I just don't well, necessarily get wet one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I don't know. I just thought anyway. Uh, but that was a random like couple of hours after I had some wine, like trying to figure this out. Then I had to go to YouTube. So you basically got intimate with the bidet. No, I did not. I just was like, I'm in, when in Rome, because I literally was in Rome. Rome. No. (laughs) Is that... He's but I just thought like, oh, it would make it would make more sense if it like were an enema. Like, oh, okay. But anyway, but no. 
Your story is sounding real suspect <laughs> when you talk about I, that's not what happened. No, that's it's not. But okay, let's get back to the real house. So, okay. This is just getting all off track because so, we're going to have to talk about that a little bit later. So when Giselle had her little like beret on or little like black little like right. when she scully, had her little bidet on her I was head, like, okay, let's give it. Okay. <laughs> yes, I thought I thought Giselle looked cute. Oh. I thought I mean, look, it's a lot for me to say that. Like, yeah, I thought she looked cute. I was they was already being shady by the rooms and I just could not wait because it's always drama well, when they go right. speak in the rooms, right? But listen, girl, you are, wait, first of all, we're jumping too much ahead. Mind you, when Shasha and her friend and uh, Mia were there, Mia was like, I'm going to get you your own room. And lo- I just loved how like Sharice just stood there and was like, yes, I'm back. So anyway, mm-hmm. when Giselle, Robin and Ashley mm-hmm. are out shopping for Miami, they allude to like, I guess Chris is going off on Twitter. Now, Prior to us jumping on this podcast, right, uh, my friend Uh just sent me this little, like, link to Chris on uh, TikTok Live. And for, like, 20 minutes, I was, like, watching Chris on TikTok Live. And it was really kind of, like, weird. One, it was like, well, where's Candace? And two, it was really all about him, like, yeah, they're doing me dirty. Like, I don't know what to think. Like, okay, like... But anyway, but he well, was t- I think he, him and Candace, y'all just need to stay the hell off of the social medias like stop because you look crazy going on a rant talking about you don't know what to think. Go on about your business, sir. That's the, I mean, like, you know what you did. Just go go about your business. And even if it's like, you know, like you're like they're doing me dirty. Uh, all you got to come out and say is that it, it, it never was my intention. If I did ever, however, make you feel uncomfortable that I I'm apologize. Right. And like, yes, like, please bring it to my attention immediately. I never wanted like, yeah, the fact that like she's on this. You being too defensive, sir. Right. You can't fact- you can't control how somebody else feels. You should be like, uh, yeah, just let it go. I want y'all to move on. I'm sure you got bigger things to think about than to spend 20 minutes on TikTok, Tiki Talkie Live. Mm-hmm. So while they were at this, so they dis- they discussed Chris's tweets. They discussed the LLC uh, where Ashley actually found out that like he didn't make of the LLC or the lack of the LLC which is I'm just confusing but also just lets me know that like okay uh Ashley don't be knowing they finances like that but also just you know this was the juicy part where uh and of course you know Giselle gonna bring it back up like well you know Candace has said that you know your uh Michael was fellatioing uh uh a male sex worker and Ashley was like, yeah, I don't believe it. And then, you know, Robin, Robin was, was the oh, charade. <laughs> she was, okay. Are, she was are, like, are, now if, if Beep looked like Juan Dixon, then I believe it, which was hilarious. And because, that's what they're saying the escort looks like though. Oh, wow. No, that's okay? what Giselle was saying. So then Robin said that but I think she was joking. I don't think she was joking. Robin said that. Whatever. The whole conversation was just funny because it's that always. That Robin had heard it years ago and that like, yeah. Uh, Michael Darby is a, a source of um, confusion and amusement for me. Mm. So, I mean, I, he is entertaining and that's what this show is. So The fact that the <laughs> the alleged person that he was paying to have fellatio with that their mm. legend looks like Juan Dixon. 
<laughs> I don't know why that like tickles my soul. I know because I'm just making up these tenses of fellatio um, as a verb. Like, so yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. It just adds to the fact that like that's what I'm here for. They alleged two years ago that Michael walked by Juan and said that I would perform fellatio and Robin <laughs> heard him. it. I would fellate him. I, I would fellate him. him. Yes. And now the alleged later looks <laughs> like a Juan Dixon. I don't know. Like that's like. Is that I think like, I do. I do think Giselle made that up. I don't think funny. she did. I do. Well, okay. You can get on the Twitters or the social media, the Tiki Takis or the Insta Instas, and find out. I'm okay. sure. You, I, I feel like this is a good use of your time. Okay. To find yeah. out what beep looks like. Okay. And report back. <laughs> I will let you know if it looks like Juan Dixon. Um, and also, Juan Dixon was, has been making headlines as well, too. Listen, uh, allegedly, you know, he's okay. over there at Coppin State, and he's like a head coach. And apparently, he was in some lawsuit of oh. the allegedly, but I read the documents. Uh, now, this is like current news, not to do with this episode, but he is in alleged like covering up of like, uh, I don't know if it was like a sexual assault of a player or a, one of the players on the team like allegedly like sexually assaulted somebody and like he didn't do his due diligence to report the information is what the lawsuit that I read saw. Well, I hope that he is innocent because that would be unfortunate. Um, And I think, you know, you always have a responsibility to pass that information on, especially if you are a school administrator, which coaches are. Mm -hmm. So mandated reporters. I hope it ain't true. Say it ain't so, Juan Dixon. Say it ain't so. And I hope uh, Robin got their prenup. Uh, But so we on a girl's trip. Uh, Wendy and Ashley ride up together. Mm -hmm. Odd pairing. It's like, does Wendy not have a friend this season? I told you that's why she was doing the burn session because she has to get back in good graces with someone. So she done burnt all her bridges. So now she's trying to unburn them by doing a burn session. So that's why I said it was just like it was just her trying like she was almost not invited on a trip. She already ain't come to the uh, kickball hot mess thing. And so I think she really saw the writing on the wall. Like if I continue doing what I'm doing, I ain't going to be on this show much longer and Shasha going to have my spot. Mm. So. I think she really, you know, is trying to make friends where she can. And so they arrive to the house. And mind you, now, when they say Miami, we were just in Florida not that long ago. I Uh, am from Florida. And so, you know, I was checking out all the details. Um, And I agree, you know, being on the bay and it looks like they, they, they do look like they were on, you know, the bay Right across from South Beach, but it's not South Beach. It's not the beach. You can't walk to the beach. It's not even the cool part. It's not like they were like in Brickell, which is, you know, the part that's like by the Miami Arena and it has nightlife. Like they were were in a residential area. The home was very nice. The I'll home was that. nice. It was the, looked like the only nice house. On a, looks like gender, gen, gentrification was happening. Absolutely. Because uh, Mima was Okay, Mima was still across the street with her, her silver gate. <laughs> right. Mima was across the street checking the mail like, hey, how y'all doing, hey, hey. baby? <laughs> so they, they just put that up a couple of days ago. Right. Ain't that uh, nice? Y'all moving in over there? So, but the house was nice. But the house was amazing. Yes. And um, then we come to room ooh. assignments, which is, oh my goodness, is one of my favorite things on this show. 
Oh my goodness. I I thought she did I thought I, I thought she did a pretty good job. Baby, let me tell you something. Okay, so can't... it's nine women and it's six rooms. I don't understand the problem. Like, you know, and then they brought tag-alongs. That's what's like, you brought the friend. Stop. So who's the friend, Shasha? No. Well, Shasha is is not a tag-along. Shasha is a friend of. But she brought, what's her name? The Her, her best friend. Who, uh, okay. Yeah, we don't know. A, a Scala part two, but we like this a Scala. Yeah, yeah Deborah. De- Deb, Debbie, no, no, that's that Denise, Ashley's friend is Deborah. Denise? But so even if is that it? even even if Mia's friend was not on here, right? Who would be sharing a room with me? Like Mia would still have that room to herself. So I really feel like her friend doesn't count. Okay, whatevs. Um, I I do I do get the point. Like I want my own bathroom, especially girl, like I mean, look girl, look here, girl, Jitsia. Pl- <laughs> First I mean, of all, can, you and I can share about uh, I know, Jatia, <laughs> girl, I, that's why I don't, girl. <laughs> Even if we had our own rooms, I'd yeah. be in your bed. I, no, I know, Jatia. We, we were just together. I, know, uh, I like to cuddle. You're my cuddle two, buddy. A month and a half ago. And girl, you said you wasn't coming down one night. But I said, let me get a room with two beds because I have a feeling <laughs> if we're down here, Jatia's going to make beds, her friends. way. We don't so need then, two beds. Jatia's like, I'll stay the night. I'll, I'll stay at Bryce's house. And everyone's already like, well, Bryce said that you will probably stay with him. And <laughs> we get in my room. Okay, everybody that's listening. I have two beds. Okay. Well, we don't need to. We only but need listen, one. Listen, we two beds. We came back from a, a night of drinking. Jatia is in her bed. I don't okay. think I ever got in that other bed. I got in my bed. I, I woke I up the next morning. And I was the big spoon. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Jatia. What? Okay. I Night. mean, look, we just came out of a pandemic, okay? <laughs> Everybody's a little lonely. I might have, you know, you knew I was going to get in the bed. I'm sorry for throwing my leg over the top <laughs> of you. <laughs> so I felt like us on this trip, we would be Giselle and Robin. However, yes. I will be like, I want my own room. But like it makes I just feel like the room assignments here made sense. Of course, they're going to put uh, reasonably unshady together. Uh, I feel like they put Shasha in a room without a bathroom because, girl, you're not a. I, look, I the only, yes, I do understand why she kind of got the worst room. But I also understand I would want a I would not want to share a bathroom with somebody else. I guess it's my point. Like if if it was you and I, I'd share a bathroom. Like reasonable shady can share a bathroom. That's cool. Right. But, and and there's not a bathroom on the floor that I can use. Like I ain't mad mm-hmm. at Cherise. Yeah. So, you know, she called her travel agent, which that is the Shasha that I like. I want Shasha to call her travel agent and be in the, you know, presidential suite of the Four Seasons. That's the Shasha I want. But see, show. I just, I worry for that is that like, okay, girl, you're not, and don't get me wrong, I love Shasha, but you're not a cast member. So it's like, girl, if you get a hotel 45 minutes away, and like, but you're not going to be filming with us. So Shasha like, requires a certain level. <laughs> okay, listen, I ain't mad. But the real shady thing is, is that uh, she got Candace with Wendy and Wendy doesn't know yet. Oh my gosh. So again. And one bed. Again. So not only the room names that I love. P-Valley. Players Club. All of that. Love it. Um, But I also just love the pure shadiness of the rooms. Like it doesn't matter every trip they go on. 
I was just watching like, um, what is it? Girls trip, real housewife girls trip. And they went to uh, Bluestone Manor mm-hmm. and it was wait, on it popping by the Okay, rooms. wait, but did you also hear because of the, the success of that, you know, they're doing a season two with the same girls, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I will watch that too. When that girl, um, Dorinda and Brandy and Phaedra for me. When she said, why do you think that woman's a lesbian? She was like, because of her Hi, eyebrows. I died. I died. I no, was like, it, oh my God, there's a, there's a such thing as lesbian eyebrows. <laughs> it, it was Dorinda every night for me. <laughs> Like, no, Andy had, no, I'm on pause. Oh my gosh. She was not on pause. And then I don't understand how Jill. Oh my God. First of all, no, no. Listen, I do not do the Jill Zarin slander. I like Jill, but she's so thirsty. But she's she's not. But see, I, see, I, like, I feel like, see, I, first of all, I don't know how. Jill is like my nightmare. Like, no, Jill. But here's the thing, though. Like, okay, like, I understand what people are saying, but like, that's just Jill. So I don't feel like that is thirsty. I believe that is just her because I feel like that's how I am sometimes. I'm like, that's what is. And that's you better stop digging that damn bell. I'll shove that damn bell down in your bidet. Okay. (laughs) So, and, and like, so I get it. She wants to be liked. She wants to be in with the group. And then she just is so awkward, like I am sometimes. Um, and so, like, that's what makes me cringe about Jill. And she's a, she's an original OG as well. And oh my for, first of all, and when the, she tried to come in and be like, and, I'm here. And nobody and the way knew what she Vicky, was talking about it. Oh, my and God. Vicky played the mess out of her. Like, Jill yes, was like, I, I know Vicky. And Vicky didn't even say hi to me. But no, I love Jill. But back to the rooms. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's shady. And uh, my thing is like, uh, me, if you're going to be. Well, also, I feel like what was the trip that. Who planted? Was it Karen? Or oh, I feel like it was Wendy. And remember, like Giselle and Rob, there was only like one bed upstairs for Giselle and Robin with no bathroom. And they went to the uh, uh, hotel. So I, I feel hotel too. I feel like uh, this would be interesting. But the best thing of this whole episode was at the end mm. of the night. Okay. Peter. Peterina showed up. Patricia, you need to stop Patricia. being in women's business. You acting like a of the great Nene Leakes of Peter Thomas. And yet again, uh, he is not married to a housewife. Uh, this is not his franchise. But yet again, he <laughs> has made but his way to Papa Potomac. Smurf, Papa Smurf bring the drama. Okay, he know what he doing. And I cannot wait to see next episode. He's and sending he know threats. he is just like lighting the fires. He's watched the show before. He know that Mia is going to fan the flames. I don't think the drink throwing has anything to do with the Peter Thomas. Oh, I think that's going to get Wendy upset um, mm. because, you know, Wendy always wants to look like, you know, a cause, a consummate professional. And so Mia bringing up her failure, I'm sure in a messy way, because that's what she does, is going to get her go. And so that's like and, and then she's going to go back to, you know, petty Betty. Okay, we trying to figure out where Zen Win is at. Uh, Zen Win clearly did not make the plan. Oh, because she, it's no, it's no. Uh, what is it? Good vibes only. Okay, listen, it's MIA right. missing in. I don't even get the like. 
I don't know how that fits into the I was so confused other than it's just the first three letters of uh, Miami. But I was like, okay, Mia, we won't let you. Well, Miami missing in action is a military term. I mean, I know. But like, like, what does that have to like? I don't know. I didn't get that either. I was like, okay, you just wanted some acronym. I don't know. Whatever. Because, yeah, I could have came up with something better. But, yes, but I'm just so happy that we are back on the same page with Real Housewives of Potomac Season 7. This was Episode 6. I cannot wait for Mm. Episode 7 and Mm. for Giselle's phrase to come true. I want to see them all drunk and half naked. Okay. Well, listen, you'll have to tune in because we'll be covering it here. Before we go, just see your heart, Taylor. What do you have cooking up over there? Any projects that you think you want to let the people know before we go? Oh, absolutely. So, actually, yay to me. I'm going to give myself a little ding. Could you ding the little bell for me? I'm starting a new job tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes, I'm super excited. I um, start a new position at Idaho National Laboratory and I am leading our nuclear nonproliferation efforts. So uh, it's a little pat on the back to me. I'm super excited. I already got my outfit planned out. I'll send you a picture in the morning. Yes. Congratulations. I saw that Instagram post and I was like, yes, congratulations. Okay. STEM Queens over here doing major and big things. You better do that. Yes. And, you know, of course, I'm on Instagram at Jatia PhD. If you want to see my cute day of outfit, you can go on and look at it. It's super cute. It's like very, it's very jewel tone winter fall with a little touch of animal print. So can't wait to wear it. We love it. Well, thank you for stopping in on uh, the eve of a big day. I will be sure to reach out to you tomorrow. Uh, But this has been your Real Housewives of Potomac Season 7, Episode 6, Good Day. Yes, thanks. Bye, Purple Pants Posse. Au revoir. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keep, 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 keeping it rolling. And we are back, back, back this week. Okay, we took a mini hiatus. Baby boy had to get himself together. But listen, nevertheless, we are here. Covering your amazing race, season 34, episode six, seven, and eight. And there's no way that I could do all of this alone. I need my homie, my friend, uh, my partner in amazing race crime, the winner of season 29 of Amazing Race. It's the amazing Miss Brooke Kamhai. 
Hi there. Hello, hello, hello. I like this. Episode six, seven, and eight. And eight. Yeah. Let's see how let's see how much we can get through. I we'll mean, do it. Fast. Well, yeah. I mean, well, listen, let's, you know, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. Is there anything like any any updates we want to give the posse before we get into episode six, seven, eight? You know, I was my first of all, you know, I was in Italy. You know, I was in Florence. You yes. know, I was in uh, Milan. And while I'm in all of these things, you know, Miss Brooke Camha posts some things on Instagram. And I said, ooh, what's that rock oh. on your <laughs> finger? So I just wanted to just say congratulations uh, from here on the Purple Pants podcast. We are so excited Uh to learn the news of your engagement. Thank you. It's 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 been a little bit now. I'm still looking for the perfect the perfect photo. Um, yeah, but it's exciting and things are being planned. And I'll send you your save the date. It's gonna be very ah. exciting for when the time comes. But it's it's a bit of a whirlwind, and and I'm excited. So thank you. Yes, it's congratulations. Now officially out there. I mean, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> my bad. No, yes. it's, no, it's good. What better place for it to be out there? Yes. So congratulations. Thank and you. then listen, so give so give your baby boy the speed up on what happened on episode six and seven since we did not cover it with the posse. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna you know I talk fast. So we're gonna do like the micro machine is this like an old reference, the micro machines guy? You know who that is? Like the oh. guy from the commercials who used to talk like super, super, super fast and you don't know. It's fine. Is there it was like a- the end of oh, well, I know it's like, you know, like, hey, try this new uh pen yes. medication, it's amazing. This medication may cause nausea. Like that. Yes, that okay. guy could have done those commercials. Like, do not try for if you're allergic to the ingredients at first Like, so weird. Yes. That. If you're pregnant, heartache, right. have five toes. Sick, like, you know, okay. <laughs> yes, that. So I will do my end of a drug rep commercial speed through of episode six and seven. So here we go. <gasps> Okay, in episode six, the team stay in Jordan and Phil tells them that one team isn't continuing. And we have a moment we go, oh, no, who's it going to be? It's going to be Abby and Will, which makes me a little bit sad because Abby was a super duper like Uber fan. So I'm sad that they're out. But upside, maybe I'll stop confusing Abby and Aubrey. So maybe that will be the good thing coming out of this. Now, what I have to say is I wish that Phil hadn't told him that somebody was out at the beginning of the episode because now everyone knows that they're just playing for last place and a later departure time, but nobody thinks they're going home. So for me, I would almost rather Phil had not told them and they started everybody individually so that everybody was like, wait, where's Abby and Will? Are they ahead of us? Are they behind us? And, you know, I also wonder if some of the teams were like maybe not pushing themselves as hard this leg and sort of conserving their energy because they knew They weren't going to be going home, but alas, they did it the way they did it. And so during this episode, teams do a detour. It's either step by step or letter by letter. In step by step, it's another dance challenge, which I'm jealous about. We had zero. They've had 11 already, but that's (laughs) fine. Where the teams do this very cool with a sword Jordanian wedding dance, or they do letter by letter where they have to learn um, the alphabet, which the only team that does this well is Marcus and Michael because they're the only team smart enough to realize that they don't all have to, they don't both have to learn every letter. They can split it in half and sort of make their work half as hard. So Marcus and Michael do fantastic. Emily and Molly do great. They both speak Hebrew because they were both adopted by Jewish families. And I have to say in watching it, it is very similar to the Hebrew alphabet. So they do great. Nobody else really stands out. Mm, Derek stands out. He does very poorly, but that's okay. They get through it. And then everyone gets to the roadblock where you have to build this cart um, with nails and 
and wood and whatnot and take that cart to the pit stop. So Lewis gives a shout out to Abby and Will, which was very cute. David, the helicopter mechanic, flies through this, um, but not faster than Lewis Michelle, who gets the pit stop first and win a trip to Barcelona. Yeah. Team Miami. Yeah, so they come in first again. They have a great time with it. They're very proud of themselves. I'm smiling. They're smiling. Um, Glenda and Lumumba do the step-by-step challenge and struggle a bit, but they are very, very sweet together. It's sort of too little, too late by the time they get to the cart-building challenge, and they do come and last that leg. But, as we all know, they live to fight another day because Abby and Will had the COVID. How was that? Was that like 90 seconds? That was, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, sad that Abby and Will got to COVID and nobody, not, <laughs> no one went home. But so then my question uh, to Phil is, did he lie to us? Because I thought, I mean, because this, this was giving a non, this was giving a non-elimination leg. Well, that's true. But one team was eliminated. It just I, wasn't. I'm for just saying. Last. I mean, I if they you. was eliminated, to some team like then the last team to cross the finish line is what Phil said. He ain't say nothing about yeah, COVID. You know what? I agree with you. We should tweet at him. I'm just saying. I'm just let, had to let Phil know. <laughs> we'll send him a message and say lies. Um, okay, so episode seven. Teams are now going to France. I am psyched. You and I have talked about this before. During COVID, I tried to better myself in some ways. One of them was to try and learn French. I am on day 500 and who knows what of French. I cannot speak French. I don't do it enough, but I'm getting excited because I'm like, I am going to be able to know what's going on in this episode. I I didn't. So anyway, they're going 1600 miles from Amman, Jordan to uh, Dedanya, France, which is the land of a thousand castles, which was gorgeous. It was beautiful. So group one, we have um, Louis and Michelle. We have Aubrey and David. Surprise. Group two, we have Derek and Claire. We have Quentin and Maddie. Group three is uh, Emily and Molly and Marcus and Michael. And group four, all by themselves, uh, Glenda and Lumumba, which is basically their punishment for coming in last in the last leg of the race. So they have to drive from castle to castle to castle to get to this roadblock. So the first roadblock is who wants to climb the family tree? So... The roadblock, not first. I don't know why I said first. That was like a tease that there were two. There weren't. So um, the teams have to rappel down this building. Very cool. And do a memory challenge. I'm also jealous about this because I love heights and my memory is the one thing I have going for me. So Michelle. It's given the CBS challenge, though. What'd you say? It's given the CBS challenge. Yes. Mm -hmm, We have to rappel mm -hmm. down and do math, but okay. It's a very challenge forward, like, challenge in the amazing race so (laughs) yes michelle gets there first and she does the smartest thing she could have done she doesn't give a crap about the family tree like the test at the top she repels down she looks at the question she's going to be asked and she runs right back up to the top studies what she needs to know and does it again because nobody else is there so good for her that's how you do things they played smart and she's basically out of there by the time anybody else gets there come on see miami yeah while this is happening Glenda and Lumumba are driving to the castle and drive their car into a ditch. Oh, legitimate ditch. Like they can't push it out. They can't get it out. They have to call like a local person is driving by. They flag them down. They're like, oh, my neighbor has a tractor. Of course, their neighbor has a tractor and their neighbor comes and pulls the car out of the ditch. So has that ever happened mm -hmm. on Amazing Race history before? I'm assuming yes. Well, so. Many, many, many. I think it was season seven, if I have it right. There was a major accident where a car flipped. Oh, no. Yeah. In 
I want to say Africa, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere like deserty, like very rural, um, a car flipped and a cameraman was injured, but not horribly injured, but they had to swap out cameramen. And so the rules on the amazing racer, if your car becomes inoperable for some reason, um, you can either fix it, get it like have somebody help you fix it or wait for a replacement vehicle to be provided for you. So when the car flipped, they had to get a replacement vehicle. There have been times where um, like axles break or tires blow and they, they can't fix it for some reason. So you can get a replacement car here. Glenda and Lumumba um, did not wait for a replacement car. They waited for some person with a tractor to come pull their car out of the ditch. So it doesn't seem to have They didn't make it look like it took a ton of time to get their car out of the ditch, but they were behind and they were playing from behind basically for the rest of the leg. So everyone gets to the castle. Everyone takes their turn on the castle. Nobody else does phenomenally well or phenomenally poorly. It was just sort of Michelle was the standout there. And then everyone heads to this detour. Um, The detour is either Walnut Cracker in which teams have to extract oil from walnuts, basically like smush them to get the oil out and fill a lamp. So it's a physical task, but it doesn't seem particularly difficult. Or Medieval Gamer, where teams have to complete three medieval games, which were very survivory, like very survivor forward, like toss some sandbags up on top of a high platform, do one of these like survivor type puzzles where you're like maneuvering a ball over a... Um, a piece of wood with holes in it. It like I've seen these challenges somewhere else. So everybody does the wal- walnut one except Derek and Claire and Glenda and Lumumba. Derek and Claire see everyone doing the walnut one and they do a smart thing and go, you know what? Let's do the other one. It's right here. Let's try it. And they do and they pass everybody else. Oh wow. Yeah, it was a very, very strong move because you know, look. If nobody's having a real problem with one side of the detour and they're both right near each other and you think, you know what? We know there's another team behind. Glenda and Lumumba weren't there yet. Let's give it a shot. Maybe we can pass everybody. And they do. So um, then you have Glenda and Lumumba who are so far behind. So I'm hoping somebody gets lost. Um, I think Derek and Claire actually, let me say this right. They passed everybody who was there. Marcus and Michael, um, I think, and Lewis and Michelle who had already like finished, finished before them, but they did pass everybody else who was there. They played from behind and came forward. Anyway, Marcus and Michael win that leg. They win $7,500 each. And slowly by slowly, everyone comes in. Derek and Claire get third because of their jumping over teams. And unfortunately, because they were playing from the back, Glenda and Lumumba say goodbye in France. And they have a very nice, we love each other. We had a great time. Our future child's gonna be very happy to watch this so on and so forth, and they mosey off into the sunset. All right. Oh, and Bryce dries his tears, and we move on to the next one. Questions from the gallery. Oh, I was was like, (laughs) I know, I just did a lot of talking. I'm very sorry. That was just... No, that's what we needed. We needed to catch up, and listen, I am right on board on episode eight. Okay. Let's see who has uh, who started <laughs> off first, who has okay. a big lead. But I also feel like when it gets down to this close in the at, in the season, right? Mm-hmm. I always feel like if you get a number one spot right now and you can continue that lead, I'm like, that's my winner pick. But if you fumble the spot at this point in time, I feel like, I don't know. Um how I feel, but that's just, you know, just want to give my little two cents. It's so interesting you say that because 
when we look at how this leg finished, first of all, I love this leg. There were so many lead changes. This is my kind of leg. I jumped all over the place because they jumped all over the place. But when we look at how this leg ended, this is actually how I think the season's going to end. This is sort of my guess for wherever was going to finish in the season pretty much. Yeah, I think that's how I feel. Anyway, so teams are staying in France. All right. I'm, you know, I'm not going to complain anymore about teams not going to other countries. But first, they get to book a hotel on the Expedia app. Like, how they bougie. Did, like, they did this on. last season. I remember. I remember Lulu and Lala doing the little like, oh, let's book a room here. I love the little add on ads. Bryce, I spent a night on the floor of a steamboat with no pillow, no blanket and like shivering. And uh, one night in like a tent in the middle of Norway in like 30 degrees with a fever and with nothing but like one of those, um, you know, those so silver blanket things that people who run marathons wrap mm-hmm. around themselves. I brought one of those with me and I use that to keep myself from dying. And these people are getting nice hotels on the Expedia. OK, it's Listen, fine. Brooke, it's you fine. crawled. So, <laughs> so they Lewis and Michelle could crush ice. OK. <laughs> OK. OK. See, I, now I like that. Now I feel like a trailblazer. You, you know how to make me feel better about what I feel were just like the sad moments. Anyway. Okay. So group one, eight o'clock in the morning, Marcus and Michael, Emily and Molly, they're back at the top. We know this group two, we got Derek and Claire and Lewis and Michelle and group three, bringing up the rear at eight 30 in the morning. We have Aubrey and David no longer to be confused with Abby and Will and Quentin (laughs) and Maddie. So they have to drive a hundred miles to Toulouse, France. So Let's talk about who's going to get lost on the way. Mm. Well, first of all, I said Tulum, Mexico. I was like, wait a minute, Tulum? But okay, then I was like, okay. They have to drive 16,000 miles to Tulum, Mexico. But Um, yeah. I really do love the fact that Lewis and Michelle and Derek and Claire decided to work together because it's like, listen, we're at the point in the, the challenge or we're at the point in the season where it's like, let's just ensure that we finish. Correct. So listen, and I I feel like that's inspired from Will and James, even though other teams have worked together. But again, I just feel like, you know, the alliance, uh, the alliance aspect of Amazing Race, you know, I just like to give the credit to my baby boys, Will and James. I also like that later in the episode, as they're still working together, Lewis is like, look, if we finish this task, then I'm going on without you. But he said it. You know what? I like that because last year we got really mad at Kayla and Raquel when um, mm, they left Lula, Lala, Lala. Right. They were working together thing. and they didn't say we're going to leave you. They just left them. And I think it was Lala was like, what the? F- Come on. What are you doing? Like, that's not cool. It's cool if you say I'm going to leave your ass behind. That's fine. And that's and what you did. And so it's fine. I love, though, that uh, like uh, Lewis and Derek have this bromance. I'm a little oh, jealous, so cute. you know, but I, I love that they have this little bromance. I like them, too. So um, they work together. Quinn and Maddie get decide to check the map to make sure they're taking the most direct route. Because as we knew from episodes earlier, they have a tendency to, doing, to do like circuitous routes while everyone else is going a straight line. Now, you know that they aired this part because you know that means they're going to not take the most direct route and they're going to have a problem, which is exactly what happened. But I liked how they started the day where Quentin was all, we're going to stay calm, we're going to stay cool, we'll stay cute, we'll stay collect. I liked them. Like, I'm going to say like, because we don't know how it ended yet. A lot. And so... I worry when I see things like this foreshadowing that that means that they're not going to take the right route and they're going to end up in the back. And this is what happens. And then we have Aubrey and David. Aubrey is in the back getting eaten by the map. Like you can't even see her. Like I'm just like, wait, why at this point, why has everyone mastered how to hold the map (laughs) like productively? And I just like they show Aubrey and all of it is, is that like 
<laughs> the map. She's going to show Aubrey. You just see a map. It's like there's just a map in the backseat. So she decides, let's switch spots. Why do you get to drive? And it's the best decision they could have made because David knows how to read a map. And so, and Aubrey's sitting in the front with this biggest grin on her face. Right. She's like, I'm loving this. I'm so happy. I'm driving. So for, for however long they last, I think that this is now going to be the plan where she's the driver of the car. And I think it was the best decision they could have made. Yes. Yes. Ding to that. So for the first time, I will say I do get a little worried for Michael and Marcus because they get lost and Emily and Molly pass them. And then Derek and Claire pass them. Mm. And then Lewis and Michelle pass them. Mm. So the roadblock comes up next. It says, who's ready to take one for the team? And this is a cool roadblock. It doesn't seem... Okay, it doesn't seem particularly hard. There was nothing right. I think that was particularly hard about this episode, but I did love it because first became six between second became yes. third. Like nobody stayed in the same spot. So I was into it. But so, th- yeah, this is what took me out, though. Like, why? <laughs> why are you tackling the thing full out? Some people, some people were like, real. like, first of all, like, if you don't get it on the first or second try, like, you're going to have to keep doing this again. Like, I would have very, like, cutely done it. But some people were like. <laughs> tackling it and also I felt like when I watched the episode and then they had to like punt the ball I felt like some people was throwing it down on the ground and some people were just doing a throwing kick which I would have done a throwing kick but well, I'm just saying yeah it's way easier but I I think my guess is people went all out because there are challenges in the amazing race where if you don't do it as like emphatically right. as the example does it then they're like nope not enthusiastic enough do it again so maybe that's why i mean because nobody wanted to do it again the thing about this roadblock was if you so you had to run with a rugby ball throw it catch it and then do this drop kick with the ball uh-uh, if you, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. you had to tackle oh right sorry turn yeah, yeah, yeah. while you tackle <laughs> get up knock one of them down pass the rugby back and then some people pass it to like another person, but you had to pass the rugby back. Then they would pass it to you. Then you get to the thing and then you would throw it down and kick it. You made it sound so much. I'm like, you just have to throw and catch right. it and kick the thing. Like, I'm like, this is simple, whatever. And you're like, no, you got to tackle and turn. It's all core. Yeah. You're the better descriptor and here because you made it sound like it was much more. I don't think it was hard. Now, you know, though, I was like, Lewis better be doing this challenge. Okay, mm-hmm. but that's all. The, that's the first thing that I thought uh, when I saw it. Because Lewis will attack a rugby yes. dummy the way he attacks <laughs> ice or sand or I don't or know. Or Lewis, you got on stomping. shorts. Why are you sliding on grass? Oh, poor kneecaps. Okay, yes, his kneecaps. So anyway, so Emily, the, the uninjured twin, struggles with the kick. The thing with this is if you miss the kick at the end, which was the only part people were missing, you had to do the whole thing over mm-hmm. again, which I appreciated. Thank you, Amazing Race. They didn't just make you kick the ball again. <laughs> So it takes her six tries. Like this poor girl, six tries. But, but credit to them, no one's there okay. by the time she finishes. Yeah. She just, they were that good at directions. I said, okay, the twins. I, every season, I love the twins. You do. You are a lover of the twins of the season. I mean, so the seasons have had good twins. So no, I get I mean, that. Yeah. True. Yeah, they're good twins. So Emily and Molly get it, and they're off. They have to go find a musician playing the French horn in the cloisters somewhere in some castle. And so they're they're out of there. And then you have Louis and Michelle who show up, and Derek and Claire who shows up. Now, Louis does this. He does it on the first try. <laughs> first nails try, it. Full out, tackling mm-hmm. the dummy. I felt like he did an extra roll on the ground, popped up. Like, I was like, Ugh. 
And then this, skinned his kneecaps because yeah. he, decided, he didn't realize you can't slide on AstroTurf. But, but he slid, okay. though. He, he still he, slid. Well, I guess he can a little. And then all your skin is gone. And I, Claire does this. Oh, my God. But listen, I was cracking yeah. up at Claire, though. Like, I love when they're doing their confessionals. And Claire's like, well, I figured I would do this because, like, you know, when I was in college, I, like, practically got recruited. <laughs> and Derek was like, this is a lie. And yeah. she's like, no. Well, I leak. Like, Derek's like, no. She probably was walking by a rugby team. And, like, she said in her head, I could probably do that. Right. They're like, oh, you're tall. And she's like, oh, they want me to be on the rugby team. <laughs> they are very cute in their confessions. I, I, I like them say, a lot. I, I yes. And then I've started following like their YouTube channel and I've been going back and watching oh, yeah? old YouTube videos of them. They are really, really cute. Love that. And love this for Claire. You know how we keep saying we're going to find her thing? We found her thing. Like that she did on the first try. We have found Claire's thing. But I also felt like the editors, they try to fool us because like uh, when she first did it, like in the practice round, it didn't really go high. I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. Claire, get it together. That's true. They did show it where it was like, oh, maybe it was going to be great. And but then first try. So I, I'll give it to you, Claire. That was excellent. And then Marcus and Michael show up. They corrected quickly. They were very lost in a lot of traffic and they are very good at navigation because they corrected Quickly. They got it back. Now, who was a who who played football in college? Is oh, my God. Michael? Marcus. Marcus. Yes. yes. Marcus does this. He's like, I played football. When he did the practice kick and ended up on his behind, I said, oh. Lord, help us. I mean, that's where I would end up with the practice kick, too. But I was like, oh, he's a football player. You know what? I he, The fact that he's in very good shape had to have helped him because I thought Emily having to do it six times is a lot. He has to do it seven. And this was the thing about Marcus that was taking me out. Like, he was, like, if you thought Lewis tackled the little thing hard, like, yeah. Michael was really tackling it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Down. Like, you're going to have to get up every time. And, like, he had to do it, like, 10, 11 times. That was his cardio for the day. So Derek and Clara and Lewis and Michelle decide they're still working together. But this is where Lewis says, look, if we get to the next thing and you're sucking at it, we're leaving you. We're not coming back. Right. That's fine. So um, let's see. Everyone's sort of headed to the detour at this point. But you have Aubrey and David and Quentin and Maddie who haven't quite made their way to the roadblock. So let's make our way to the detour. So Emily and Molly get to the detour. They go the wrong way. They end up in a parking garage. Okay, child. For a minute. Okay, first of all, first of all, I ain't paying. So they couldn't take a credit card, but they had the euros. So they had to like, Pay the machine. First of all, I'm not paying no machine. No Mis- way. Mr. Man, I came in here by accident. I did not park. Right. I don't know why they didn't just say, like, we just turn around and not pay okay, the machine. Child, That's I turn, crazy to me. I want to turn right around, going the wrong way, and came right back on out, please. Yeah, well, they paid with euros. I think that's nuts that they paid for the parking, but... They did. I think they wasted their money. And I think if there was a time later in the leg where they needed that money, then they would have been in trouble. But it didn't work out that way. Anyway, they make it to the detour. The detour is either say six, which is just memorize three lines each of a French poem from people around this basilica or lay bricks, which is the physical challenge where you basically had to lay two different size bricks. I guess that was like the shtick of this challenge. Make sure you got the sizing right. Um, pour some sand over it. And it was the more physical challenge so it's Derek given, is, so, I would sorry, I would have yeah. done lay brick though <laughs> you know what as much as I have been studying French and whatnot I think I would have done lay bricks too just because it was very straightforward and I actually think that was the faster one here um, but Derek is very excited because he took high school French and so he's like I got this and Louis and Michelle decide okay that's probably the easy option we'll try it too 
until they decide, no, it's not, and they switch. (laughs) Good call. They're like, listen, when we switch, we got to be decisive. If we switch in, if we're like, then we're going to stay. But if we say switch and we both say switch, we switch. They did a, a great call. Yeah, I agree completely. Emily and Molly finally find the horn player after getting out of the parking garage, and they go directly to Laybricks because they decided that if they can't read the street names in France, okay. um, they certainly can't memorize a French poem. So They are me, me are they. <laughs> me are they, exactly. Um, so while this is all happening, let's jump back because Aubrey and David make their way to the stadium, and Quentin and Maddie, who we all knew were going to take the long way there because of what was said at the beginning of the episode, also make their way there. Aubrey does this detour, uh, this roadblock, sorry. She gets it in four tries and Quentin and Maddie haven't shown up yet. Mm. And so we're, no, we know they're playing from the back, but we also know that Aubrey and David are not great at navigation either. So maybe the editors are going to make it look like it's close here. So Aubrey gets it. They're on their way to the detour. Quentin and Maddie get there. I have never seen something so good. Quentin gets it right away. You know, we're going to nail it. He's He's athletic. He's a dancer. His kicks were fantastic. He gets it right away. He gets it on the first try and then does this amazing aerial cartwheel and their spirits are up and they're off and running too. So now everybody is at some stage of the detour. Right. So back to the detour. So we have, what do we have? We have Derek and Claire who actually do very, very well at the French. They get it on their second try. He's very good at it. She is just memorizing, and they do they do very, very well. Um, the funny part about Derek is all like, these are words that I didn't learn in high school French, and also, I don't think these sentences grammatically make sense, and I'm thinking, dude, you took high school French like a long time ago. I promise these words are right. Like, you're in France. They're not going to give you <laughs> right. improper grammar and style. Also, it's a poem. Poems and, are not always like right. proper no. grammar. Like a haiku. But surprisingly, Claire did really well. Like yes. she like, you know, the only person that messed up was Derek. But, you know, they went back and they got it together rather quickly. However, I would say that how they finished, if Lewis and Michelle just went straight to the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. laying the, the child, I was about to, I yeah. was about to mm-hmm. say pipe. <laughs> laying the brick. <laughs> if they went to just straight laying the brick, who knows how this could have ended. But uh yeah. Kudos to Claire and Derek. They could have been getting a trip to Bangkok. Yes, I've been to Bangkok. Laying the pipe. Okay, okay, listen. Wrong. wrong. Mm -mm, My mom (laughs) listens to this. That's bad. Ah, no, no, not Mama Cam. Hi, nope. Ah, ah, that is Brooke. Get your daughter. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, back to the race. You took my mind to the gutter. Okay. So back to the race. So Derek and Clara finish first. They have to find Phil on this canal, which connects the Atlantic Ocean to the Mediterranean Sea. Like, really? That's like a very cool trade route. That's where my nerdy mind goes. So yes. they come well, in my, first. My mind went so when I was in Venice on the mm-hmm. uh, in in the canals in Venice. Yes. Oh my God, I love Venice. Yes. I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off and screamed at my partner for most of that day. But it was very beautiful, and I got to sing on a gondola, and that's like a yes. life dream. So I almost died getting on the gondola, but <laughs> I saw <laughs> you got there. You didn't fall in. All was good. Whew. It's all that matters. You stay dry. So Derek and Claire went a five night trip to Bangkok and then Louis and Michelle from Laying the Bricks come in second. Yes. Emily and Molly from Laying the Bricks come in third, which is leading me to believe this is the easier side of the 
detour and then nobody else does it. Everyone else decides it's going to be easier to speak French, which mm. I'm surprised about. But OK, Marcus and Michael decide they did well with the alphabet previously in Jordan. So they're going to be able to do this. And you know what? They do a great job. It takes them two tries. They do. I, I was surprised because I was reading off the TV and I was like, this yeah, is I was like, harder nope. than I thought. Like, yeah. But OK, maybe they practiced a lot before they tried to do their tries, but they did it in two tries. They come in fourth and they are not happy. Like, I don't I'm, guys, you're fourth. Like you're in the, your top four. Just keep but going. Like, I, but I feel like they know my algorithm for this game. And now it's like they have lost their momentum. And now these other three teams it, like have this momentum, uh, upward momentum that mm-hmm. like I feel like. I just feel like they are going to be stuck in their own head. Yeah, I get that. I hear that. That makes sense, actually. Because when, when, you, when you realize you're finishing at least a little higher than you finished the leg before, there is something about that that gives you that just, right. we can do this. Or staying in the same place that you've mm-hmm. stayed in. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, who were the winners last year? Sean and Penny? Sean and... Um, so winners last season? Last season. Oh, Sean, Penn and uh, Penn oh, Holderness. And- Oh, my God. Holderness. Holderness. Their last name is Holderness. Oh, Kim and Penn. Kim, Kim and Penn. Penn. Sorry. Woo, so, sorry. like, you know, Kim and Penn, like, you know, at this point in the race, like, Kim and Penn was the team to beat, and they were mm-hmm. able to, like, keep that lead, and I really think that momentum does something for them. So I just really feel like Michael and Marcus uh, just know the momentum going in because we're getting to the end pretty soon. So yeah. they know uh they would really have to turn it on right now. I hope they do turn it on. And I so hope do that I. they're here till the end. Um, I will say Emily and Molly, when they got to the pit stop, it was very nice because Emily, who is in a wait, Molly, who's hurt? Emily is hurt. She's in a lot of pain, but she starts talking. She's doing it for her daughter, talking mm. about women persevering. She's never going to quit. And they just they wore my heart for as much as I think certain teams are fun and certain teams are loud and exciting. They're just like very calm and they just warm my heart. So I like yeah. I like them a lot. So just want to shout out to them. And then and they made it look close, but I don't think it was as close as they made it look. You have Aubrey and David who come in fifth, which is fine. I like them just fine. I am a little bit sad because I really, really mm. loved Quentin and Maddie. So oh, I'm sad about their departure. They were very, very sweet on the mat. I couldn't have done this with anybody else. We can't wait to share this with our students and our future children and so on and so forth. They they were I think they were not here for long enough. I think their time was too short. I agree, but I am grateful for the time that we got with them. Uh, They were just uh, a breath of fresh air. So I was very sad to see them go. Uh, But I uh, was just happy that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm happy that they came into our lives because they were a really fun team to watch. Yes, and they're lovely people. They're very, very sweet. If they're listening, hi, we're very, very sad to see you go. There's going to be a little extra tear on my face next week when we're back in the video. And next week, the teams are going to Spain, which I'm very excited about. I love when teams, I just, I like Spain legs a lot. I think they're just very visually pleasing. and I think the tasks are usually fun. Um, But I will say, it looks like Emily can't walk and a lot of teams are having problems. So I think there's a lot of drama ahead in the next, in the next episode. Oh, we're going to have to see. I've been I to know. Spain. So listen, mm-hmm. I, um, I'm i excited and I'm excited yeah. to see because we know, um, is it Aubrey and David? David David speaks fluent Spanish. So oh, like, yeah. I wonder if that will give uh, some of the teams a leg up. Uh, Probably so not. I, There's no list. People I mean, in Spain speak English. I don't know. 
I hope so. You know, I'm begging for a language barrier. And I think it happens more in Asian countries, although there are contestants that speak fluent Mandarin. I mean, Eliza was on a couple seasons ago. She went, she speaks Mandarin. And so like when that happens, it's, it's much less common than someone who speaks Spanish. And so I think it happens a little bit less. And in all the European countries, you have a lot of people who speak English. So I don't think it'll necessarily help or hurt, but it couldn't hurt. So at the very least, maybe it'll help. But also these teams are so friendly with each other. Sorry, let me just say this. These teams are so friendly that in previous seasons, if someone had a leg up and spoke a language, like you would see people be like, don't tell them what you're telling us or don't or give them wrong information. I don't think that's going to happen here. The teams are just too nice to each other. Yeah, there definitely is a brohood, a, a bromance, a camaraderie with these teams that actually it really does make it enjoyable. Like I like when other teams get there and they like, you know, are like, oh, like what happened or like cheering them up. So, um, you know, I and mean, I'm sitting here going, I love when there are U-turns and teams like backstab each other a little well, bit because there's none of that this season. And I really do think like imagine if like, I don't know, Emily and Molly U-turned like Lewis and Michelle, there would be some drama. I mean, like I would watch that. I, it, it would be. It would well, be. But there won't be. But Maybe next season. If you didn't get enough of Quentin and Maddie, you can yeah. head to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel and Brooke and I. We released it a couple of weeks ago, but yes. you go go get and listen to us chat with Quentin and Matty about their time and experience on Amazing Race. Yes, go watch it. It's very fun. It is amazing. Well, it's amazing, like Amazing Race and Brooke Cam High. Uh, thank you so much for holding it down for me this episode, giving me six, seven, and eight. Okay? But don't worry. We will be back next week. I got y'all covered. Uh, as always, thank you so much, Brooke. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, where can the people follow you if they want to just, you know, take a look at those photos that you posted or you know, <laughs> just keep up with the Cam High? To keep up with the Cam High, you can find, oh my God, that was very radio. You can find uh, the real B Cam High on Instagram and the Twitter and then just my name on Facebook. Say hi. I'll write back. Yes. Say and nice shout out things. to Mama Cam High and Papa yes. Cam High. Hi, uh, yes. We appreciate you guys. And listen, we'll be back next week for your pit stop, The Amazing Race, season 34, episode 78. Wait, 678. Recap. <laughs> Bye. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message for you. Bob's got a message for you. Hi, this is Miss Barb, and I want to share with you a few words of encouragement. There is only one good way to wait, and that is by celebrating all that you hold already. There are so many things you hold now that you once wished so badly for. There are so many blessings around you that you once only dreamed of having. So when you're in a season of waiting, let it be a season of celebrating instead, a season of counting your blessings. There is so much ahead of you that is on its way to you. Beautiful things, beautiful dreams, wonderful moments, and boundless love.
and sometimes they take their time to arrive to you. So, in that in-between time, celebrate. Celebrate the blessings that surround you. There is so much ahead for you, but there is also so much right now for you. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. A lot has happened in the world while I've been gone. And I just wanted to make sure that I send it a huge shout out to some of my favorite people in the world. You know I love me some Underwood. Yes, Chris Underwood and his wife, Kate Underwood, who I always say, you know, Kate and I are sister wives because we share Chris Underwood because, you know, that's zaddy forever. But over the time that I was gone on October 20th, Kate gave birth to a beautiful baby Underwood. Margot Lynn Underwood was welcomed to the world. Okay. She came in at 9.09 a.m. weighing a little over five pounds and she is so beautiful. I am so excited for Chris and Kate because I know that they're going to be amazing parents. They are amazing people and I feel like, you know, I I tell Kate, I feel like, you know, I'm a mother now. I'm a sister mother now. Because if my sister wife gave birth, then that means I'm a mother too. So uh, I just really want to just extend to them congratulations. I'm so happy for them. They've always been so kind, so welcoming, and so loving to me. And so I just am so excited on this new journey for them. So listen, if you haven't already, head over to Chris Underwood's uh, Instagram. It's chris.survivor38. And just let him know that Margot is the freak of the week. And we send them Nothing but congratulations. If Margot is this week's Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to a close of another amazing episode. I'm so happy to be back. Okay, we back, Purple Pants Posse. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to hit subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that we had a time. Because it's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.